Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. It's The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. You know if you're watching the show that I absolutely love the movie Dune which arrives in theaters tomorrow, directed by Denis Villeneuve. It's an awe-inspiring, big and beautiful movie with incredible performances from a truly amazing cast. But tonight, I get to discuss the film with Zendaya and Paul Atreides himself, Timothy Chalamet. I don't believe you're the Muslim Al-Gaid. But I want you to die with honor. This Chris knife was given to me by my great aunt. It's made from a tooth of Shai Halud, the great sandworm. This will be a great honor for you to die holding it. Where's the outworlder? Jonas is a good fighter. He won't let you suffer. Now, I was so excited to talk to Timothy and Zendaya that when I found out they couldn't get to New York City, I didn't care. Instead, I agreed to meet them on neutral territory, the planet Arrakis. Jim? Thanks so much for uh, meeting me out here on Arrakis, Dune, Desert Planet. Yeah, thank you. Your two characters, I was going to say you are a couple, but you're not really, you're, you're really sort of almost like spiritual partners, these, these two <laughs> characters. And it's completely believable. You guys have extraordinary chemistry with each other. Did you guys know each other before you shot this film? I think we first really met when uh, we had a chemistry read together. What is a chemistry <laughs> read? Educate me. How are you? How it's you just a, uh, it's like when someone who's usually already cast uh, reads with other actors to see if there is a chemistry that uh, would... Uh, ensue. Ensue <laughs> to thus cast... <laughs> to thus cast the film, the film. correctly. <laughs> well, you know, when Zendaya came in, she just, uh, she just crushed it. She is Chani. She's one of my favorite parts of this movie. Uh, like, not to give anything away, but Jason Momoa is in our film, too. He plays Duncan Idaho. And Zendaya and Jason Momoa, they're my favorite parts. I think they totally Jason blow everyone me. away on screen. And 
And, uh, and I'm sure that Oscar Isaac and Rebecca Ferguson won't be offended at all. Their feelings. No, are not at all. Or Josh Brolin or Stellan Skarsgård or Javier Bardem, just to name a few. Timothy says you walked in and immediately felt it. What was it like for you, the chemistry read? Well, I was <laughs> I was on the more nervous side of things. He already had the job, <laughs> you know, and, and I was walking into a room where uh, I knew Denny would be and I knew he would be. And uh, I'm obviously a fan uh, of both of their work and have admired the, you know, just like consistent, beautiful, you know, work that they've continued to put out over the years. And so, yeah, I was nervous. <laughs> obviously, Didn't I was you nervous. Did you just have surgery or something? Yeah, and I just, I just had my wisdom teeth taken out. So I had like this, this fear because it was like the week before, right? And I was like... It takes a while, right? I didn't know how much I was gonna, like my face was gonna swell, so I was like, that's gonna be a thing, right? Did you, still have, have in your, did you still have cotton packed in your sockets or anything? <laughs> Thankfully, it was gone by then, but I did have this fear that I was gonna get dry socket, right? What is dry socket? It's, I don't know, What's but it's- What's dry socket? Do you know what that is, Steven? I think it's an infection in the, where they've taken <laughs> the wisdom teeth out. You get an infection, and evidently, it's the most painful thing imaginable. But I was afraid of getting dry socket, and one of the things that says is gonna make your mouth stink, right? And that was my oh. biggest fear, is like, if I get this, this dry socket thing, and I had this whole, what if I had this horrible breath, and I come to meet him, and we have like these, you know, intimate scenes between Chani and Paul, and he's just meeting me, and my breath is just, Reeking. Oh. That would be like, that was like my biggest fear, but it didn't happen. And here we are. If this isn't too personal of a question, do you have to kiss in a chemistry read? No. 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 All right. No. <laughs> no. All right. But. <laughs> I don't know. But you just gotta know. be up in somebody's grill, you know, you gotta be in their sure. face. So I was, I was definitely yeah, afraid that that would happen. Timothy, is good. it true that you said a Google alert for Dune when you yes. heard the movie was being made? <laughs> yes, I did. Yes. <laughs> Okay. I was dreaming of working with Denis like any actor would, because he's one of the best directors out there. I had auditioned for a part in Prisoners, hadn't gotten it. I should uh, get over my bitterness about that, <laughs> but for some reason, Didn't get uh, it. I uh, can't help it. No, but um, yeah, and, and once I heard that he was working on it, actually, I knew that Legendary, the studio, had the rights to Dune. It was actually another actor my age that told me about it. He was also going up for it, and he said, I think, I actually think this is a good one for you. And, um, and then had a Google Alert on it to see what the casting progression was like, you know. And I saw Denia like a, in 2018, 2017 at some things, and I'd always try to put myself in front of him, exclusively, <laughs> you know, just try to inception my way into his brain. How familiar were both of you with uh, the book? I remember being at Midtown Comics on 40th and 7th when I was like 10, getting some Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> and I remember seeing a graphic novel of Dune that would have obviously not been the original version, but I remember that's where the seed was planted. Zendaya, had you read the book before? Kind of similar to, to you, before the the, um, the film kind of came around. I, I didn't know much about it, but I heard that it was it was happening, and I heard you were doing it, and I heard Denny was doing it, and I was like, this is, sounds like a dream. Then I was talking to my mom about it, and she was like, yeah, that's one of your grandfather's favorite books. He, like, had, had all of them. So I was like, oh, okay. That's why I know why this seems so familiar to me. So, um, yeah, that I thought that was really cool that it kind of came full circle in that way. It's hard to express the feeling when one of my favorite books I'm learning is one of your grandfather's favorite books. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was hoping well, you were going to say father. I was really hoping no, you were going to no, say no, father. No, no, no. no, no. He, he was older when it came out. He okay. wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't very young, um, but he, he loved the book, which I feel like many people do. We'll be right back with more Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya.
Hey everyone, it's David Duchovny. Do you ever feel like a failure? Trust me, I get it. Hell, I've spent my whole life almost feeling like a failure. It's appropriate though, because on Fail Better, my new podcast with Lemonada Media, exploring the world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives is the whole point. Each week I'll chat with artists, athletes, actors, and experts about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, I hope we can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out on May 7th, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, we're back here on Dune, the desert planet, with the stars of the movie Dune, Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya. I, I said this to Denis, uh, that I think that it's a perfect adaptation. Um, that it, it's famously the movie that can't be adapted. And mm. yet there is no aspect of the book that I'm missing that isn't included on screen because of the, uh, the patience and the sensitivity he mm. takes in approaching the material and creating the atmosphere of the book. Watching the movie feels to me, what it was like the first time to read the book. I was completely right. absorbed wow. into an alien world. And, um, and I said I had no reference for what he was showing us other than his other films. You know, mm. the, the same sort of patience and the, the atmosphere he creates mm. with things like Blade Runner 2049 or uh, Arrival. Do, do either of you have a favorite Denis Villeneuve film other than Dune? I think that you just said Arrival. I mean, I like I like all of them, and I like the the early stuff a lot, the smaller movies. But Arrival blew me away when I saw it. I felt like I had never seen something strike that tone. Um, I don't know. It felt like seeing a Christopher Nolan movie for for the first time. How did you handle the pressure of being Paul Atreides? Because everything's riding on your shoulders. And I don't want to I don't want to stress you out here, but no, <laughs> no, but I it really it really of, is everything everything has to be the entire movie swirls around this one character. Well, I'd say it was twofold. One, I I one I got really lucky with Denis in the cast. That's not that's not a dodge. That's just the truth. He made me feel at home. He made me feel uh, uh, well supported. Mm. And Zendaya and Spider Man, but Jason Momoa and Aquaman and Rebecca and Mission Impossible and Oscar and Star Wars. He's, everyone had bid on a movie of this size except me, and uh, or at least in a role like this. So they had my back. You can't take that for granted in this uh, industry. Not that there's a lot of bad people, but just to get a lot of people. There's a lot of bad people. To get a lot of people to get to get people rooting for you is already huge. Yeah. But then secondly, what Denis was very focused on with the character. It's not thinking about prophecy or the mm. Muad'Dib or Lisan al-Gaib or things like that, maybe where the character goes, but finding the humanity, finding the inexperience, finding the young man who's smelling his armpits because he hasn't put on deodorant yet or something <laughs> like that, you know, and trying to, trying to stay closer to uh, almost a fish out of water than any sort of, uh, you know, Neo in the Matrix type thing. I love Neo in the Matrix. <laughs> how, how did each of you handle the... the the tension of the first day on set. Is there something you do to like relax yourself when you first get there? You haven't, you know, you haven't, the camera hasn't rolled yet on the very first day for you. <laughs> what do you do to handle that pressure? Oh man. A lot of fart jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves a good fart Everyone joke. Oh uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I can, I can definitely speak to that in the sense that like, <laughs> I was coming in for five days on this massive production 
Um, and my first day, I, you know, I'm landing in quite literally what it felt like Arrakis, right? Because everybody was already in their costume when I met them. Oh, was this in so Jordan? It was, yes, in Jordan, yeah. And, and, but everybody was in their costumes when I got to meet them for the first time. So I was like, oh my, oh my gosh, like, this is real. Um, and um, so yeah, I was, I, was, I was very intimidated. And on top of that, you know, all, you know uh, again to what you were saying, that thing of the world building, uh, I didn't get to see all of the other things that they had created up until this point. So when I got to see the movie, I was blown away. Like, uh, you know, my jaw was on the floor in the same way because I had no idea what other things you guys had shot. I just got to watch it as a fan. Um, and so being there on that day was the, I mean, it was the coolest thing ever, but I was nervous. But I will Couldn't say- Couldn't tell, could tell. <laughs> you, well, you gotta play it cool. You, know, you, gotta, you gotta play it cool. But the thing that made me not nervous uh, was the energy on set, which mm -hmm. I think comes from the top, which is Denny and this guy right here. Like they set the tone for it to be a really warm environment. Everybody was so loving. We had dance parties. <laughs> this man travels around with music everywhere. So there's music, you know, there was jokes, fart jokes. Uh, fart jokes. <laughs> fart jokes. Uh, no, but I, 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 I met like a lifelong friend and, and, and was able to learn so much in those five days. So. I really, I had nothing to worry about, which which ended up being really cool. So I didn't have to pull out any kind of uh, ritual to calm myself down. Everybody just ended up being really lovely, which I'm, uh, I'm very grateful for. We have to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya. I'm gonna ask them about shooting in the desert and of course, chafing. Late Show Pod Show listeners can get 20% off on all Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise on ParamountShop.com. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show shirts, mugs, accessories, and more with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com. Hey, everybody. We're back with the stars of Dune, Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya. Your scenes are primarily in the desert with each other. What was that like shooting out there? I understand you had to shoot at odd hours. Yeah, sometimes we had to, it would get so hot during the day that sometimes you had to shoot between 5 a.m. and 7 a.m. and 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. because it would be, I guess it would be too dangerous to be shooting outside, especially with the kind of still suits we were wearing that ironically cool the characters in the movie, <laughs> but in real life are the heaviest, sweatiest things. But Let's talk know, about felt... the chafing. Let's talk about the chafing cool. for a second. <laughs> how much how much talcum powder are we talking talcum, about? Talcum, talcum powder. A lot of talcum powder in the morning. A little bit in this hand, a little bit in this hand. Sensitive parts, no. and uh, you're good to go. No, did sand ever get down in your outfits? Was it ever sandy no. inside the outfit? No, it was sealed up. I no, it was sealed like. up. It was sealed it, up. I, it's like. The time sometimes you you want it because that was the thing. Like you I want remember, sand? no, <laughs> you want to have that protection right. from the suit. Right, right, right. Because uh, I remember, like you know, one of Denny's first notes to me was, you know, like the idea we were talking about the character, and he was saying, you know, she would move through the rocks like a gazelle. You know, this is her home. She's a fremen. She's one with, with her home. Um, so I immediately was like, okay, got I just it. Four hundred five. I gotta no. look cool. No. Um, and through these rocks. Um, and I just would try to like my best to slide off of things and whatever. So that, that's when you want that still suit to be on there, yes. so you're not ripping your skin off. <laughs> um, 
but uh, but yeah, there's there's some, there was some chafing for sure. <laughs> Dune is a lot of things. It's a it's a coming of age story. It's a psychological thriller. Um, in in some regards, it's a philosophical treatise. Um, what is this story to you guys? Well, <laughs> I feel like it's about oppositional forces. Mm. Oh. I think it's about fighting for what's right. I think it's about fighting for what's right in context of what's gone wrong, whether in the story that has to do with the exploitation of Arrakis, the mm. oppression of the Fremen people. And then I guess very tunnel vision from my point of view, it's a story of a young man being thrust into a circumstance way too soon without a set of, a set of experience to be able to handle it that has you know, tragic things happen to his family without giving anything away. And somehow through perseverance, through working through his personal fear, through the bravery of that, is able to overcome it in some way. Is, is, is the second half being made? <laughs> Yo, we're asking the same question. <laughs> Really? So you, you guys aren't like being contacted yet to like go shoot the sort second of. part? Ish. 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 I mean, it's it's this. Keep these dates open, maybe. It's yeah. Because the title Hopefully. page does say Dune Part One. Yes. Let's say it is being made. What are you looking forward to most in the second half? Because there's so the much that happens. You playing the Emperor of the Universe? Okay, that's that's my most important question. What do you, <laughs> what part do you think I should play? Because the Emperor. The Emperor. The Emperor. Absolutely. The Padishah Emperor. Yeah. Shaddam the Fourth, I believe. Whoa, you know. Come on you, now. See? <laughs> he said that I'm no fake fan. We we play fast, we play hard here at the late show. And this is where the interview <laughs> gets tough. Are you ready? Here we go. For a game we're calling Dooner or Later. <laughs> Dooner, Dooner or later. later. These are are the things I'm gonna name older or younger than Dune, the book. We're are you ready? Nineteen sixty five? If you say so. Okay. We're gonna really show our youthful <laughs> okay, age yeah. here. Star Wars, Dooner or later? Later. later. 1977, this is true. Spider-Man, Dooner or later? Oh, damn, I should know this. Can I go? Do you know? I don't know, but I have a guess. Okay. Dooner. It's Dooner, 1962. Nice okay. Dune buggies. I'm dune? a city boy. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't What's know. What's a dune buggy? What's a dune buggy? I grew up in the city. So did I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I dune would say, uh, what would you say? Um, uh, uh, let's go Dooner. Dooner, 1964. Whoa, three for three. Doritos. Doritos? Doritos? Corn chips. Dooner or later? I'm going to have to guess later. I, I feel like Doritos is definitely later, right? Doritos were introduced in 1964. Dooner. No way. No yeah. way. Oh, yeah. Oh, way. Stephen Colbert, <laughs> Dooner or later? Colbert, um, um, I'm going to I enjoy the go, same books that Zendaya's I'm gonna go with later. does. 1989. Nicely done. You, you win the interview. No. <laughs> Dooner, 1964, slightly older than Dune. Okay. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya combined... Dooner or later? 50, 20, 21, minus. <laughs> Carry the one. That, my friend, so, well, that, would be a later. Yeah, that's, yeah. It that would, is correct. Only, that is correct. Yeah. Combined, 15. you are yeah, younger than Dune. New York State Regents. Yeah. 
Timothy, Zendaya, thank you so much for taking the time to thank talk to you. us. Thank you. Thank you. That was really fun. Again, as I told Denis, I think this is a perfect adaptation. Everyone should see it on the big screen. Then watch it again on HBO Max. Okay? Please. Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Rachel Martin. After hosting Morning Edition for years, I know that the news can wear you down. So we made a new podcast called Wild Card, where a special deck of cards and a whole bunch of fascinating guests help us sort out what makes life meaningful. It's part game show, part existential deep dive, and it is seriously fun. Join me on Wild Card wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR.